Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Should we talk some basketball culture? We should. I mean, I, I would prefer to have a music show, but I think all the people listening would prefer us to have a sports show. I don't show. know, man. I don't know. It's a big day. It's Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Coulter, the Weber State Wildcats are in town in Missoula taking on the Montana Grizzlies tonight. Weber State is 6-7. and seven. They were off to a 2-6 and six start in Big Sky Conference play. They've won four of their last five. The first win in that 4-5 or five streak against these Montana Grizzlies in Ogden, an 87-85 win. Jared Harding, I don't remember how many points he scored in 31. that game. Was it 31 in the game? 31. That was his first big outburst this season. 32. 32? 32. 32. There you okay. go. Okay. And David, you tell me how, I mean, he has been, he, he, I think he's gone for 40 or more a couple of nights since that time and has just been just, un- unstoppable. Just 40 or more once. One time? Right? Okay. Uh, but he, I mean, Jared Harding has, has put this team on his shoulders, and I think part of this was, it's, it's interesting when a guy with this sort of scoring capability who had an ankle, you know, he, he wasn't injured, like, to be kept out, but he was certainly battling through some things. And, in fact, Coulter, when we had Randy Ray on going into that Montana game, Randy Ray said that he was 70% maybe, you know, at that time. Now, this was three weeks ago. It seems like he's gotten back much closer to 100%. And it's his show, man. It's his show with the Weber State Wildcats offensively, and I can't wait to watch him play. And I'm interested to know what you think about the way the Grizzlies are going to defend him or not because Montana has, by and large, not keyed in on individual guys even when they've had, you know, I mean, Tray- Trayvon Allen uh, from right. from Idaho went for 25 in the second half and 36, right. still lost by you know, by totally. double digits, and he's not the only guy. And even though they will say, "Hey, Timmy, go sick him until he gets into foul trouble," that's which is a, that's pretty pretty inevitable, thing, right? Yeah, but you know, th- they also 
they're not trying to triple team a guy and leave no. two other guys open to Montana Grizzlies defensively, you know? Definitely. And that's the thing. Timmy Foles got in foul trouble against Weaver State last time in Ogden. And that's when I think Montana gets into trouble. I wrote an article on Timmy Falls today. It's SkylineSportsMT.com. You can go check it out. It's just kind of about his maturation as a player. We've talked to Timmy probably four times now, yep. kind of about similar themes. Timmy Falls is, I think that people love him because he is such a hard-on-the-sleeve type of guy. I mean, he's a very emotional player, and sometimes yep. he's emotionally volatile. But I think that you take that because he's the peskiest defender in the league. I think he's the most annoying defender in the league. He plays with a bravado that uh, is unseen, really, this day and age for the new age kids. I mean, he just he has kind of an old school Jason Williams type flair. I mean, Pete Maravich, he's obviously not as nearly as good as Pistol Pete, but you know what I'm saying. He's sure. Got kind of the unorthodox passing. He, he's style. a showman. He's a showman. Yes. Certainly. And, and I think that, yeah, he's, he's always clapping his hands. He's always getting in his teammates' faces, his opponents' faces, yeah. the refs' faces. It's hard to miss him. It's hard not to watch him. He's very magnetizing. When you watch him play, the Weber State game when Jared Carney scored 32, since then, it's been Harold Frey. Holland Woods first with 39 points, Harold right. Frey with 37 yes. points, Tra- Jacob Davidson with 34 points, and Trayvon Allen with 36. Well, the, the keys there are one we talked about earlier this week that Montana's changed their defense a little bit. They're not helping the on ball guy nearly as much. So sometimes Timmy Falls is on an island. But more importantly, it's this is the biggest Achilles heel for this Grizz team, and they've been able to overcome it almost almost exclusively this entire season. But it's that when Timmy Falls gets in foul trouble, they don't have a really another guy to put on these really good yeah. on ball scorers. And so saying out foul trouble will be key tonight. But also, as we've seen the last couple of weeks, I just mentioned all those guys that just went off. Well, the Grizz are four and one in those games. Holland Woods was his 39 points was the only That's right. huge effort that came in a victory. So some of it's just empty calories, as Bobby Houck would say. But make no mistake, Jerry Carding's been straight lighting it since he's gotten back to fully yes. 100%. So, I mean, you could just tell by looking at his minutes when he was playing in the 20s. I mean, he played 17 minutes against Bethesda uh, in mid December and then 26 minutes against Northern Arizona in the conference opener. And since then, he's played 36 plus minutes every single game in conference play. And over that time, his low scoring total is 19. But just over the last eight games, he's gone 28, 24, 31, 32, 27, 13 against Northern Colorado. Mm. That's how dang good of a defender Joe Radabai is. The next time out, 44 against Sac State on just 21 shots. And then last time out against Northern Arizona, he had 24 points. They actually made him work for it. On, that was 24 points on 20 shots. You but he, he's he's an unbelievable scorer. If you want to see somebody really fun to watch, go to the game tonight because Jarek Harding is as fun to watch, I would say, as any player in college basketball because he's so small and he's so fast. And he'll make a shot. He'll take off and he'll break the press by himself. And he'll get into the lane and he'll be going like one on three. And it looks like it's completely out of control. And he'll just throw up a shot over the back of his head and it's just money. He's unbelievable to watch. I'm glad you said that because it's exactly what I wanted to say. Uh, go to this game tonight, people. And, and Saturday in Bozeman, go to that game. I'll be there. Uh, you, yeah, that's right. David, you're gonna you're getting out tonight, right? Uh, listen, here, Coulter, we talked yesterday at the NBA level about guys like Doncic and Jokic who are so unorthodox or un, just so different uh, anti-heroes or however you want to talk about them as basketball players and that they're so... 
for what they do, quote unquote, slow, but it doesn't matter because they're so smart. They're not going to the place that you think that they're going to and all of that kind of stuff. Jarek Harding is the exact opposite of that. Like, if you want to say it in, in the sense that we were, he's an American basketball player, and there's two ways to win. You can win by sort of maneuvering the pieces on the board, so to speak, and just ha- getting to where you want to go uh, through, you know, through the voodoo that it is that guys like Jokic and Dodgers do, or you can just be faster to the spot. And it is without exception that Jarek Harding is as fast as it gets the first step, the slashing ability, and it is, it is lightning in a bottle. And it's a pleasure. And there's some, I mean, Timmy falls a quick player. I mean, Timmy falls moves and I can't wait to see these two go to work against each other. It is going to be a lot of quick twitch in Dahlberg arena tonight. It's going to be fun. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. I wrote that as the lead to my story because I'm writing a story on Jared Carding's career as one of my features I'm doing this year for the Big Sky Conference. Yeah, that, that'll run the week of the tournament. Yeah. And I asked, you know, Timmy Falls has guarded Jerry Carding multiple times already in his career. And so I said, Timmy, what makes him so hard to guard? And he gave me a great quote about, you know, his first step and shooting the three and stuff. And then I said, Timmy, is Jerry Carding the fastest player in the league? And he goes, mm. maybe the second. He goes, well, I would say he's the fastest guy in the league, except me. Yep. <laughs> and that is Timmy Falls in a nutshell. I wrote that as the lead of my story. I said, this is Timmy Falls in a nutshell. He, he can't. He's so confident in himself that he really can't give it up. It's like we asked him after the Holland Woods performance. I said, was that frustrating? He said, well, I thought the foul calls were frustrating, but I thought that I thought he played an okay game. He's like, I thought he really got in the rhythm by getting on the foul line and getting 21 free throws. Other than that, I thought he played okay. You know, the guy scored 39 points, but that's Timmy Falls, and I think that's why people love him. Uh, it's worth noting, and, and David does an excellent job of pointing this out, the Grizzlies tonight against Weber State, they're, they're – they're up by just a half a game. They're on first place, but it's only a half a game over Eastern Washington. And then, uh, what is it a game and a half that they're up, uh, I guess, on Northern Colorado? Yeah, a game and a half. Or actually one game, 10-3 and three and 8-3 and three respectively. 10-3, 9-3, 8-3 because they haven't played the same number of games. But they're up a half a game. They play Weber State tonight, okay, as we've talked about. After this, though, it's Idaho State, Montana State, Northern Arizona, Sacramento State. I mean, those are four not merely winnable games, expecting W types of games for the Grizzlies. Right. Now they finish off in a, in a huge homestand against Southern Utah, who's been very good this year, and Northern Colorado, who's already beat Montana. We know how good they are. Those are going to be great games to watch. But if you talk about 
this is a surging and as we've talked about very talented Weber State team. You never know what's going to happen in a rivalry game when you play in Montana State in Bozeman. But there's there's a handful of games that are coming up here that even though they're on the road, it you go, Montana's going to win that game. Montana's going to win that game. If they can get this one done tonight, they have set themselves up to maybe separate out a little bit because you expect them to rack up several more wins over the next couple of weeks of play. And so this becomes, you know, a... a a big, big game. It's always a big game when it's Weber State, but also just in terms of the way the, this end of the regular season schedule sets up for for the Grizzlies to to maintain their spot. And we talked about yesterday how important the number one seed as as opposed to second and third if it comes to it in Boise. Uh, this is this is a, an important game tonight beyond just an entertaining one. It absolutely is, and the cliche is throw out the records because this is a. a battle between two teams of great tradition, like Travis DeKir said to you yesterday. Yeah. But also I think that, I mean, there's no question that Weaver State is the number one team in the league that's way better than their record. And they struggled early because of the injuries and they struggled for a variety of reasons. But in terms of being able to match Montana man for man from a talent perspective, I mean, to me, Weaver State actually even has more talent than a team like Northern Colorado. Northern Colorado just has, in my mind, the best leader in the league with the exception of Side Pridget, and that's Jonah Radabaugh. I think that Bodie Hume is a great player. As that's a complimentary player in Colorado, but I would still take Jarek Harding and Cody John over Jonah Radabaugh and Bodie Hume. Just just a bit. Yep. And Jarek Harding and, and Cody John are both seniors. Bodie yeah, Hume's the, only a sophomore. I mean, the, 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 you do get the size that Hume brings you, and you know, there's the complimentary aspect to that. But if you're talking about two players in a vacuum in terms of how good they both individually are, you, I, I would tend to agree with you. Yes, and. So this is a, a, a big test for Montana. And I think that the one thing with this young Montana team that Travis DeCure has done a tremendous job with, he's, he always preaches this and every coach preaches this, but he Travis DeCure preaches it particularly hard. He, he's very proud of the home court advantage Montana has. And he's always saying you cannot lose league games at home. Yeah. We'll take a loss for here or there, you know, lose at Portland state, lose in North Colorado. All right, but we cannot lose games at home. They are undefeated in conference play at home. The last thing you want to do, especially when you're coming down the stretch and you got a couple more home stands left where you need the people to come out, especially that last home stand with Southern Utah, Northern Colorado, you can't drop this one because there's only a limited amount of time to see these guys. The crowds keep getting bigger. Yeah, the crowd was the best crowd that they'd had so far when they played Eastern Washington the other night. Yeah. I guess it was a week ago today. If you win this one, now next time you're at home. People are coming out. Maybe you get a few more people to hit the highway and go to Bozeman next weekend. Well, it, it just it helps so many elements of your program, no doubt. And that Northern Colorado game, last game of the season, uh, should be or excuse me, second to last game of the season, but is going to be a great one. But this is, I mean, Weber State, man. You're talking about Weber State, Montana. When it comes to men's basketball, uh, this is. This is the one that you want to roll on uh, for sure. You got to get to this basketball game tonight. Seven o'clock opening tip, by the way, uh, from Dahlberg Arena. If you're if you're uh, you know trying to check that thing out. By the way, the Lady Grizz already played today. Eleven a.m. They tipped it off at was Weber. It a school I think it, was, day I, it thing? must have been. It had to have been a crazy. Either that or Weber's just know. really trying to make sure that no one comes and sees their <laughs> women's basketball team because this is this is historically bad. It's not just it, the. the the thing that the reason I can really truly say with confidence that it's historically bad is they are 
they're screaming towards the single season record in the history of college basketball for turnovers in a season. Yeah. They're averaging 23 turnovers a game. They only turn the ball over 19 times, which would be an outrageous number for almost any team. And it was a one of, I think it might have actually been their lowest turnover total in league play, and That's they crazy. still lost the Lady Grizz. But what was the final score? What, did they win by 30-plus? 78-46, the final. The Lady Grizz win by 32. Uh, they've won the last five of six. They've won two on the road. But again, the two that they've won on the road are two teams that are just not winning basketball games, period. That's Eastern Washington and Weber State. And look, you get it done, you get the, the win counts the same, but it's just, you know, it's it's not any one of the nine other teams. It just isn't in the uh, in the Big Sky Conference. So, but they get a win. They're five and six. Five of their last six. Excuse me. They've won, yeah, and they're, they're now nine, and, nine five. and five. So, I mean, what do you want? And, and with the what they have left, I mean, yeah, they're, they're probably. I mean, so Utah's a little bit better, but they're still they're not quite as good as the Lady Grizz. Northern Colorado's not good this year. You know, those they have those games left on the schedule. Northern Arizona's going to be a test for sure for the Lady Grizz, but Sac State is not good at all right. either. I mean, to me, I think that the Lady Grizz are going to be, barring a complete disaster, a 12 or 13 win team in league, and that's another factor. We talked about how hard it is to analyze this team because of just the the looming shadow of the tradition of the program. But the other thing that makes it hard is that I, I don't really know how to give them much credit for some of the things that they're doing because, again, winning 5 out of 6 is great, but like you said, you have to beat Eastern Washington and Weber State this no. year because they're just they're historically bad. Uh, Montana staying on the road uh, Saturday at Idaho State. That's a two o'clock game, and then at Montana State another two o'clock tip. Idaho State probably the worst loss of the year for the Lady Grizz in Dahlberg Arena. But Idaho State has been great since then. They, they they're, have, all, they're all the way up into the top four. That, I think they're eight and five coming into today. So that, that'll be. I mean, that's a big game for Montana uh, on the road on Saturday. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. We're happy now to welcome in the head coach of the Missoula Junior Bruins hockey team, but a great friend of the show during his time uh, in Missoula, Cliff Cook, joining us. Hi, Cliff. How are you, man? Guys, it's great to be here. Thanks for uh, the support over the last couple of years. Well, we're certainly happy to have you here. You know, you were. we got to bring this out for the people watching oh, on the TV is, and yeah. the YouTube. The uh, the actual first gift ever given to us was this hockey stick signed <laughs> by the Bruins a couple of years ago, and you you made sure that it would be something that we wouldn't actually use; it would only be for posterity because you made it a left-handed stick, which was very smart. Yeah, it's it's definitely wrong-handed. I'm yeah. a lady as well. Yeah, so uh, we've uh, yeah we got the big Bauer stick up here. We appreciate that thing. Uh, 
Cliff, you got you've been doing this here for uh, several seasons now with the Missoula Junior Bruins. You guys have won three of your last four. Yep. You got another two games, one in usually it's home and uh, home stands, but because they're close, you're going to do one in Butte Friday night and then back in Missoula on Saturday. Is that right? That's right. We're uh, we're on the road. The short road trip to Butte uh, Friday home Saturday, and actually uh, Saturday's game starts a five game home stand to finish the regular season. And uh, this, uh, you've won three your last four, which is outstanding. We're going to give you tickets. I got a pack of tickets here for you for Saturday night's game uh, against uh, 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 the Cobras of Butte. But also, some news has come down over the last uh, month or so yeah. that you are uh, you are moving on. You're going to go be the head coach at Missouri State University. Is I, that right, or a coach at Missouri yeah, State? Yeah, I'm going to be uh, one of the assistant coaches yeah. there. The head coach is actually one of my best friends in the world, Jeremy Law. We coached together about ten years ago. And we've known each other even longer than that. And he's one of my close, dear friends. And the, the timing was just right. You know, I, I didn't have a plan to leave after this season. I love it here, as everybody knows. And I love the organization. And Jason and Liz DiMatteo have been great to me. But it was hard to pass up an opportunity to go coach at the college level. So Missouri State... What league are they in for college hockey? Are they in the Summit or in the Missouri Valley? What are they no, in? For? No, it's uh, so they're part overall of the American Collegiate Hockey Association, right. the ACHA, and then the conference they're in is the Western Collegiate Hockey League. So is that the same as UND, North Dakota? No, no, our our conference is actually pretty neat, uh, although it's quite spread out. So other teams in our conference are Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado State, Colorado, Oklahoma, hmm. Central Oklahoma. You know, it's we're we're pretty we're. we're we spend a lot of time on a bus, apparently. <laughs> you know, I haven't done it yet with this group, but I've seen, I've already seen next year's schedule. Uh, we're actually headed to UNLV, in fact, uh, next year, so we're going to have some pretty lengthy bus trips from Springfield. No doubt. And now let's let's talk about this here, though, and we'll get into yeah. the remainder of the season. But you. It didn't take long for uh, uh, next year's head coach for the Bruins yeah. to be hired, and a former first round pick in the NHL, right. Coach Everson, coming to town. So, what? Tell us about about him. I know that you've been in contact with him. He's going to be in town here soon, as it is. But uh, w- when and how was he able to be found as a replacement? Yeah, we put the word out. I, I let uh, Jason and Liz know uh, all the way back. I believe it was beginning of November, maybe even October of of my plans for next year. And we immediately decided to put the word out. We were looking for a, a someone to replace myself. And, uh, you know, it didn't take long. We, we must have had, you know, anywhere between 50, 60, maybe even 70 applications wow. go through, which was, it says a lot about what we've done here. Uh, I think even, you know, prior to my being here with Marcus, uh, you know, ahead of me and, you know, we've done some good things. And I think this has become a job people want. Emerson was one of those uh, that, that not only applied, but clearly showed a lot of interest. He, he really wanted to be here, uh, and that meant a lot to us. And obviously, you can't argue the pedigree. You know, as a former first-rounder, played almost 200 games in the NHL, you know, played a ton of hockey in the minors. Um, and if it wasn't for an unfortunate injury, he, he might still be playing. Um, his hockey knowledge is second to none. Uh, obviously, it'll be a bit of a transition moving into a head coaching role at this level, and all that goes with that. You know, from the right because yeah, I mean the, the hockey is yeah. obviously a big part of it, but it's only part of it when you talk about trying to get kids, find right. kids, getting billet homes, and all that kind of stuff yeah, too. Right, the, the general manager duties of the <laughs> job right, <laughs> are the ones that you know, a lot of people don't get to see the behind the scenes. And but I, I have zero doubts he's going to have issues there. He's a he's highly intelligent and a, a super talented guy. What do you think you learned from this job that's got you ready for this jump to the college level? Oh, you know, 
you know, I've been doing this a long time now. This is uh, overall, including youth hockey, this, I'm in year, I think, about 20 or 21 coaching right now. And this is my, geez, seventh or eighth year at this level. Um, you know, I, I hate to say I've learned patience, but I've definitely learned that. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's, a, it's a tough job. I, again, I don't think people understand the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on. And like you said, finding the billets. So we've got an amazing billet coordinator, Colleen Sheely, who's done an awesome job. But, you know, looking for sponsors and, and doing all that, you know, we, these kids deserve the support. And if we can get more sponsors in, even before I leave, we're going to keep trying. Um, and getting fan support. There's just so much that happens behind the scenes and being the only full-time employee of the team, you know, it, it's, it's a tough job, but it's, it's so rewarding and so worth it. And as I've said before with you guys, Jason and Liz have taken great care of me and, you know, it's, it's been just a lot of fun. Cliff Cook joining us. He's the head coach of the Missoula Junior Bruins. He's the subject of our ESPN Coaches Corner. Thanks to Opportunity Bank for bringing the Coaches <laughs> Corner here uh, with, uh, with Coach Cook. And, you know, one thing uh, that uh, that I think people need to know, you know, I, I in fact, I told this, Colter, we talked about this on this show unsolicited after I took my family to the last home game yep. uh, in uh, in Missoula against Gillette a couple weeks ago. And there's a lot of great things to take. You can take your kids to sporting events, take them to music things, doing, you know, stuff around the city. But these hockey games... First of all, the space, if you got younger kids where you don't just have to sit in your chair, but you can move around, there's stuff to do. You could go get a hockey stick and hit the puck into the, <laughs> into the you know, plastic yeah. wall over in the corner. But also, what you guys put on in terms of entertainment for the fans between periods, mm-hmm. what you got going on, interaction with the fans, giveaways, pizzas, all the stuff, and even, you know, maybe a paps or two for the uh, for the folks, oh, you know, yeah. you know just something to stay hydrated. Yeah. It, but it, it's it's truly, it's a we like super... We like to say the big sky. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Get yourself yeah. a moustrel, <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a super fun thing to do for the families. And clearly that's been something that it's not just it doesn't just happen like you guys have worked to make it that right we've tried yeah i mean it, it, obviously you know generally any hockey game you go to at this level is very family friendly and we've tried to expand on that as much as we can there's obviously more we would like to continue to do and we, we'll continue to build even after i'm gone um it, you know the atmosphere especially recently has been great look let's not kid ourselves our record's not great but we're in the playoff mix and if we take care of business we'll be in the playoffs so having that fan sport's going to be great we're playing great hockey right now yeah um the fun thing is one of our players who we got you know kind of by accident beginning of the season he's in a sorority oh sorry case (laughs) he's he's in a fraternity over he's gonna be waiting for you outside the studio he's in a fraternity over at the u and the last few games including the games you're at his uh, frat brothers have shown up and have just have just made the atmosphere even more epic it's it's a lot of fun so we can fill the uh, glacier ice rink uh the remainder of this regular season and the playoffs it's going to create a great atmosphere so frontier division right now we're looking at the standings here you got three teams that have uh clinched but a bunch of other teams still in the mix. I mean, Missoula's sitting here right now, twenty nine points. Tell us how, how does the playoff formatting work, and how close are you guys right now to the playoff field? So what they're going to do this year, because we have more teams in our division than uh, any other division in the league. Right. Uh, so what we're going to do this year is six teams will qualify, top two seats get uh, a first round bye. Um, so if we take care of business like we think we should, I mean, obviously we got to play the game still, but we should finish with that number six spot. It would take kind of a miracle for us to jump above that but all we want to do is get in the in the tournament as they yep. say as Bill Parcells used to say get yep. in the tournament 
Um, and most likely we will face Great Falls, uh, which is kind of fun for us because we have a pretty good rivalry with them in the first round. Um, and then we'll see what happens after that. Absolutely. Well, that that is fantastic. And it starts, well, it continues, I guess I should say, on Friday in Butte and then back in Missoula on Saturday. If you're watching in Butte, if you're with us on SWX in Butte, go check out the Cobras-Bruins game there. And then in Missoula uh, on Saturday, it's the Cobras and the Bruins on Saturday night, 7 o'clock for warm-up, 7.30. They drop the puck. We got a six. Actually, yeah, I got to correct you. We oh, did yeah. get a, a schedule change on the Saturday. Oh, okay, game. yeah, we're so, going to actually start earlier. We're going to start at seven start five. At seven, okay, time. Yeah, so be okay. Yeah. So get going. Make sure you're there then by six thirty. You get, go. Be ready to go at seven o'clock for the puck drop. We got a six pack of tickets for you right here. We're going to be very generous on this one today for you. Six <laughs> tickets. You, your family, your friends, get the whole crew together. Get your sorority sisters together you or your fraternity <laughs> brothers together and head on down to the Glacier Ice Ring. 329-1899. Call right now. Six pack of ticket is, uh, tickets is yours for Saturday to go see the Missoula Bruins and the uh, Butte Cobras playing hockey in, at the Glacier Ice Ring. A great time that is. And by the way, if you don't get the tickets, just go in anyway because it's Absolutely. it's not that expensive a thing to do it's great to support hockey in this community anyways and it's a great time as well so go check that game out cliff appreciate you man thanks for uh, being here always we'll see you again here before it's all said and done I but we'll look so. forward yeah, to look uh forward to having you and, and and emerson Edom, the new head coach yep. uh in here uh, as well as we as we go over the next couple of months but best of luck here this weekend and going on into the playoffs all right man thanks for being here yeah thank you guys so much cliff cook boys and girls our opportunity bank coaches corner opportunity bank your local bank your opportunity pitchers and catchers they've reported that's good news not as good news as all the prop bets in Vegas for this MLB season will tell you what to do or not next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. It is pitchers and catchers, Coulter. MLB. Spring training has... I guess it's not spring training quite yet. It's pitchers and catchers, but it's it's spring training for them. It is open. And we thought we would take a moment to look at some of the uh, MLB props for this forthcoming year of 2020-21 uh, season in Major League Baseball. And I want to hear what you think about this, okay? this These are good. They, I, love, I love this. Good work, David, compiling this stuff. The over-under for most home runs hit by an individual player this season, 51 and a half. 51 and a half. Uh, Pete Alonzo, the New York Mets, great player, a great young player for the Mets, hit 53 last year. 
What do you think, Colter? You think anybody goes to fifty-two or better this season in Major League Baseball? Yeah, I mean, I take that. Ball? I take that bet. You take the over there. Yep. Okay, one hundred twenty-six and a half RBIs. Anthony Rend- Rendon hit one hundred twenty-six. Led the the bigs. Under. I think that's one of the stats that's uh, dropping a little bit. Not a little bit, a lot of bit. Yeah. Used to be league leaders were one hundred forty, and you know, you talk about league leaders. 20 years ago, it was more like 150, 160. And then you talk about way back in the day, I mean, those guys, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, guys like that, I mean, th- those were guys who were 160 plus all the time. And so I think it's it, it's it's a, it's indication of the way that the game is. Right now, yeah. we talk about this all the time. The game is so oriented to the home run, but sometimes the home run is a rally starter and a rally killer at the same time, right? right. You hit a three-run bomb, the bases are now clear. Yeah. Like well, those, or, those, or or you hit a, a, a one-run bomb, or, you know, a, a solo, solo shot. shot. One homer, one RBI, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's very interesting because the, the swing for the fences mentality has just become so prevalent in baseball. It used to just be, if you had a guy on second and third, you likely weren't even trying to hit a home run. You were trying to hit a double. So you had a guy on second and third again. Can I, let me ask you a question, Okay. Because you, you were in love with baseball for a long period of your life. You spent a lot of time with it, with the numbers of it, with the players in it, and everything Definitely. else. Okay. And then you went away from it and were, can I say, hurt by it to some extent? Certainly. And then have come back to some extent to it. Thank you to the baseball cards. So, yes, sir. But here's my question. Okay. I, I guess about two years ago, the the narrative and i think accepted narrative was that the ball was a different ball they had they introduced a juiced ball and we saw the a, a precipitous increase in home runs hit starting 2 years ago to the present and all of the guys talk about you know i forget who it was for the, i think for the rockies who said look if i wanted to hit 300 i'd hit 300 I'm not trying to hit 300 because hitting for average is proven by sabermetrics and all this not to be the best way to do it. It's it's sort of like the shift of shooting threes instead of twos in, in, in basketball, right? It's better, ultimately, if you're talking about run scored, total runs, and that's the point of the game offensively, to just sit up there and keep as much bat speed and bat time in the zone as you can and just wail away and try and crank them out of here, okay? So that's the baseball sort of philosophy 101 on this. But my question is, what has happened now with the Astros and presumably some other teams and the sign stealing and and all of that the 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 if I could say it like this the sign stealing on steroids because sign stealing has always been a thing but the egregious sign stealing introducing you know electronics to the thing and cameras to the thing and and all that is there a level at which these home runs that we are seeing you can attribute it to the fact that guys have been sitting on pitches far more, not just with the Houston Astros, but perhaps across baseball in many instances where they have been sitting there going, well, we don't need to hit for average because I know I got a curveball coming. I know I got a fastball coming. Oh, absolutely. And, and so absolutely. It, it, could this shift back, I guess is what I'm asking, now that this presumably is no longer going to be a feature, this this si- this sort of sign stealing, this cheating sign stealing, where guys go, okay, well now I have to go back to the guessing game and try and be a more quote unquote hitter's hitter of a contact guy or something. Uh, to, like this. to me, this is the worst part about analytics. I think a lot of people think it's the best part about analytics. It takes away so much of the margin of error. And it takes away so much of the the improvisational art of hitting. Yeah. If I am, 
I'm a hitter, if I'm a hitter like, I'm trying to think of an example. I'm Manny Ramirez. I'm a right-handed hitter. Okay. Uh, my Now you get reports on, you know exactly what you, what you can hit, pitches where they're at. Imagine playing a baseball video game, right? And you're the hitter. Yeah. And you got the box here yeah. when you're playing it. And it shows you all the spots where you're hot and cold. Yeah. You're, you're hitting with Manny Ramirez. The, the low inside corner, that's no good for you. You're only hitting 110 down there. So you know in your mind, I'm not swinging that. I'm just never going to swing at that pitch. doesn't matter if it's a ball strike. I'm not swinging at it. Yeah. I'm sitting there staring at that outside corner, waiting for you to throw me the two-seamer or the four-seamer on the outside because I'm hitting 410 on that pitch. And when it happens, I'm going to swing as hard as I can. And guys now, they're not that embarrassed by striking out. And so if you take two on the low inside corner and then somebody gets you on the high and away fastball and you're swinging for the fence, okay, I'll try again next time. So what you're saying is is they're still going to sit on stuff because the analytics are so strong right. that they just know this is what I'm going to do. And I now. think this is where technology has had a poor influence on baseball because it's made it so that's almost a stalemate when it comes to the strategics of analytics. Because if you know that Manny Ramirez is sitting on the outside fastball, and if you throw him that pitch, there's a 50% chance he's going to hit it out of the yard, you're never going to throw it to him. Obviously, people make mistakes. Pitchers make mistakes. They hang the slider, you know, whatever it might be, or, or you know, you take a risk. You try to go there anyways because you're feeling bold, and then they hit a bomb. But but regardless, I just think when when you're the pitcher and you know all the pitches that I really truly can't hit, and I know I'm not swinging at any of the pitches except for the ones I can hit, it just makes it for this butting of heads. And I think that's well, one it doesn't of the, really. You just go inside, inside, inside all day long to Manny Ramirez, right? And then I think that just it, it it takes away from just the luster of the game. I think <laughs> one more for you over under three hundred and a half strikeouts by a pitcher. Garrett Cole had three hundred twenty six this Did year. He really, Verlander had three hundred. Three twenty six is like a historic. Oh, number. it was historic. That's got to be top ten or top fifteen single season crazy. totals of all time. So um, that's why I'm, I'm taking the I'm taking the under okay. on that for sure. I mean, three hundred is an amazing number. Yeah, Verlander, I mean, three hundred. Garrett, Garrett Cole, three twenty-six. Unbelievable. All right. Well, baseball is coming. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park. We have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.